Welcome to the Grace Chapel Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you're encouraged and built up in your faith as we dive into God's Word together. Enjoy the message. Would you grab your Bibles out or phone or tablet and turn to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. We usually do a series around here at Grace, but today is just a one and done, all right? It is a sermon called The Source. I felt like God put this on my heart. Of course, as we enter Thanksgiving and get ready to, to enjoy our time this week, I just want to talk to you a little bit about really who our source is. And I got this sermon because I was listening to, you know, this guy talk, and there's a guy that comes out, he's on YouTube and does different videos and stuff, and his name is Matt Walsh. And Matt Walsh has done a documentary uh, called What is a Woman? And it's an incredible documentary, very eye-opening. And I believe every parent, every person needs to see that documentary. It's unbelievable. But I was listening to him talk, and he said something that was very interesting. He said, you know, it is inherent in a man, right? There's just something about men. It is inside of us. It's in our DNA. We want to be able to provide for our families, just something about men. We want to be able to provide for our families. And he said, I have four children, and so I'm just amazed and grateful that I've been able to provide for six people on this earth. And I listened to that, and I thought, wow, that is incredible. And I was driving, and I immediately began to talk to God, and I said, God, thank you that I've been able to provide for five people, I have three children, my wife and I, and I said, God, thank you that I have been able to provide for five people. And it was like immediately after I said that, God checked me. And he said this to me, you don't provide for anyone. I provide everything for you. So I want to talk to you today about the source. Because there's a difference between sources and resources. Did you hear me now? There's a difference between sources and resources. God is not a resource. God is a source. He's a supply. Everything comes from him, right? And so I begin to think about that because I don't provide for anything. God provides everything. Everything we have comes from him. You know, the earth has resources, right? And so we think about the resources of the earth, we think about oil, and we think about water, we think about wind, we think about solar, we think about all these natural resources, coal and natural gas, and all of these earth's resources. We think those are resources that come from the source. The source is the earth, and the earth gives us resources. But who gave us the earth? See, everything comes back to God. He is the source of everything. And it's interesting because God actually says it himself. I want to read to you from, from the book of Isaiah. Here's one scripture in, verse, in chapter 45 in the New Living Translation. It says this, This is what the Lord says, the Holy One of Israel and your Creator. Do you question what I do for my children? Do you give me orders about the work of my hands? I am the one who made the earth and created people to live on it. With my hands, I stretched out the heavens. All the stars are at my command. Amen? In other words, God says this over and over. In the beginning, God created. He said, the earth is the Lord's in Psalms 24. And so we have this picture and understanding that everything we see, everything that is, 
comes from God. He is the source of it all. Amen? He supplies everything. And you know, there's this interesting conversation that takes place between God and Job in the book of Job. Job is actually complaining. He's complaining about what is happening in his life. He's complaining about what he's experiencing. Now, I know nobody in here struggles with that, but other people in other churches deal with this. And so let's just talk about it for a minute because Job's complaining, right? And so here's the conversation between Job and God in Job chapter 38. Again, this is a New Living Translation. Job is complaining and God answers. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man because I have some questions for you and you must answer them. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Come on, somebody. God said, brace yourself like a man because I'm about to ask you some questions. You're questioning me. You're complaining about me. But I want you to know this. I've got some questions for you. And all throughout chapter 38 and all throughout chapter 39, God asked Job some questions. And then he ends it in chapter 40, verse 1, when he says this. Then the Lord said to Job, do you still want to argue with the Almighty? <laughs> Hallelujah. In other words, God is saying to Job, I'm the source. Everything you, has comes, everything you have comes from me anyway. Stop complaining. Listen, you are not a victim. Amen? You are victorious. Listen, the rich don't have your money. Jeff Bezos is not spending your money. Come on now. He's not the source. The rich are not the source. When Elon Musk bought Twitter, he didn't buy it with your money. He bought it with his money. Nothing that is yours belongs to somebody else. Come on now. Everything comes from God. Government is the source. The rich is not the source. We're not victims, amen. We have to look to God for everything that we have, amen. And so I just think about it like this. Listen, everything I have comes from God. And if God wants me to have it, he'll give it to me. Amen? I look at my life and I just want to consider myself, we talked about this weeks ago, mega blessed. Mega blessed. A few weeks ago, two Sundays ago, I was in Columbia. And they were having the 30th anniversary of a church that we've done a lot of work at. We bought some buildings for the church and we've been supporting that church for years. And it was their 30th anniversary and the, the pastor asked me to come preach for their anniversary. And I was driving around and I brought my... 11-year-old son because I just wanted him to come and experience this. Listen, if you live in America and if you live in Palm Beach County, I want you to know this. You are blessed. Amen? We are mega blessed. And we can't ever look at what other people have and go, I wish I could just have that. If I just had that, if I could just experience that, if I could just go through that, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be happier. No, listen, God has given you what you have. Be content over what you have. Don't look to somebody else as your source. Don't wish you had this. Just believe that if God wanted you to have it, you'd have it because everything belongs to him. Amen? He is the source of all of it. 
And one of the great transitions we could make in life is understanding that he is the owner and we are just the manager. He is the owner, we're the manager. He is the owner, we're the manager. We are not the owner, he is the owner. And I think people who struggle with giving and they struggle with tithing, whether it's tithing, giving that first 10%, or they struggle with giving in any way, I think they have a challenge with this. Because they think, if, you know, if I tithe, if I really tithe, if I give 10%, then, then I'm not going to have enough, or I have to work more, or I'm going to have to provide for more, instead of just trusting God as your source. But people who get it, man, people who tithe and give over and above and just say, hey, listen, none of it's mine anyway. It all comes from God, and I know that as I give, God's going to bless me because everything I have didn't come from the strength in my body, the wisdom of the mind. I didn't earn it on my own. God blessed me with it, and listen, I thank God that he's given me the ability to go out and work, and we need to work, and there's nothing wrong with work, and there's nothing wrong with enjoying what God's blessed us with, but understand this, he's the source of it all, all of it comes from him, and so I gladly release anything that he tells me to release, I let go of whatever he tells me to let go of, because all of it is his anyway, and if he wants to bless me with more, he can bless me with more any way that he wants to, somebody say amen, amen, all of it comes from him, he's the source of it all. And this is illustrated so clearly in Matthew chapter 25. If you have your Bibles, or if you have a phone or a tablet, if you're new to grace, we'll put these on the screen. But Jesus is teaching his disciples. The Bible says he goes up to the Mount of Olives. He sits down with his disciples. He starts talking to them about eternity. He starts talking to them about the end of the world. He tells them a parable about ten virgins who weren't prepared the Son of Man came back, and, and they missed out, several of them missed out on what they should have been ready and prepared for. And then the very next thing he says is in Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, and he says this, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two talents, two gained two more also. But he who received one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and he settled accounts with them. So he had received five talents, came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. And his Lord said to them, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He also received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents beside them. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he would receive one talent, came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you'd not sown and gathering where you've not scattered seed. If we could just tax the rich and take 
what they have and give it to me, then I would have more. Come on now, here's what he said. I was afraid. I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I had not sown and gather where I had not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to him who had ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I've taught many times from the parables, and every time I teach from the parables, I say the same thing. You have to understand that the parables are made-up stories by Jesus. They're not actual events. Jesus is making up a story and it's an earthly story that represents a heavenly truth. An earthly story that represents a heavenly truth. So that's important. And the reason why that's important is because then he can go anywhere in the story. He is not bound by actual events. So here he tells a story of a man going on a journey. And he's, he's, he's making this up so that he can present what the kingdom of heaven is like, Right? And so he's not making it up as he goes along. He knows what he's going to say. And so every word is important. And watch this. The math is important. Did you hear me? The math is important. So I want you to watch this in actual math in today's economy. Okay? In today's economy. If you read through the New Testament, you'll see through the Gospels that you see the word denarii. If you've seen that before, denarii. Do you remember the woman who brought the alabaster box of ointment? The disciples complained. Some people complained and said that box could have been sold for 300 denarii. That was about a year's worth of wages. All right? And so the, the good Samaritan, when he brought the man who had been beaten by, and, by, and robbed, and, and he brought him to the inn to recover, he gave the owner two denarii to take care of him. So a denarii was a day's wage in that day. A day's wage in that day. A talent, watch this, a talent is 6,000 denarii. So I did the math for you. It only took me a few hours, and I figured this out. I figured out the math. Someone who makes $45,000 a year which in Palm Beach County is about the median income in Palm Beach County, $45,000 a year. Someone who makes $45,000 a year makes about $175 a day, give or take. It just depends on vacation time, days off, holidays, different things. But let's just say they make $175 a day. Therefore, to them, a talent is, watch this, $1,050,000. Now, I want to read verses 14 and 15 again, and I want to plug in today's economy, someone making $45,000 a year, okay? Let's read it again. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave... 
$5,250,000. And to another, $2,100,000. And the poor guy on the end only got a million and 50,000. I mean, what is he going to do? This poor, poor man, what is he going to do with a million dollars? Do you see why this is important? Do you see why the math is important? Because Jesus is telling a parable. He can go anywhere. And what he's trying to teach us is this. God has blessed us. Did you hear me now? Because we look at the story and we go, oh, that poor guy, he only got one talent. He got a million dollars. Give me a million dollars and I'll have something to show for it. You don't have to be smart to make money with a million dollars. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, you can't lose it, but chances are you'll make money. Now, one guy got five million, and he gives back to the Lord five more million. He gives back to his Lord, in fact, $10,500,000. Wow, praise God. And the Lord says to him, his master says, hey, well done, good and faithful servant. The other guy got $2,100,000. He doubles his money. Now, he didn't get a different reward. He didn't get a lesser reward. Huh? It's not that one guy got the penthouse, the other one got the 10th floor. No, they both get the same, right? They both hear the same words, the exact same words. This is important because they hear the exact same words. Well done, good and faithful servant. But the guy who sat on a million dollars... He sat on a million dollars. He hid it into the ground. And the Lord, the master said, you should have at least put it in the bank. How much interest can you gain on a million dollars? Over five years, over 10 years, over 20 years. And the beauty of the story is that Jesus never tells us how long the master's gone for. He wasn't gone a week. He wasn't gone a month. I don't know how long he was gone for. He was gone for an unspecified amount of time, right? But it was at least enough for the interest to be significant. Otherwise, the master wouldn't have said that. So I want you to know this. You have been given an incredible, incredible supply from from God, your source, This is not a small thing he's given you. Throughout your lifetime, he has blessed you and blessed me. We have all been blessed in significant ways. That's the point of the parable. That's why God put these incredible amounts in the story, these large amounts, talents. Why? Because he wanted to let you know you have been blessed abundantly. Amen? It's an abundant supply. I want to give you three truths Three truths, three lessons, three truths from the parable of talents. And the first one is this. We're only responsible for what we have been given. God is not going to look at me one day when I get to heaven, and he's not going to say, what happened to all those songs I wanted you to write? Huh? Because I will say, God, I don't know a B-flat from a tire flat. I have no idea. (laughs) Like, I can't. I can't even go there. I have nothing. 
I, I have zero talent in that area. He's not going to look at me and say, why didn't you play an instrument on the worship team? He's not going to say that. He, there's no, because he's only going to hold me responsible for the talent that he's given me. He's not going to say, hey, you could have built some buildings, you could have worked, because I can't hammer a nail into a wall, hardly. So he's only going to say, hey, why didn't you pastor the church? Why didn't you preach? Why didn't you teach? The things that he's blessed me with the ability to do, that's what I'm going to be responsible for. Amen? That's the good news. Because it says here, he gives each according to his ability. God will never ask you for what he hasn't given you. Amen? That's why tithing's so easy. That's why being generous is so easy. He's not asking you to write checks that are going to bounce. He's asking you to give a percentage. And actually, it's a pretty small percentage. That's it. He's not going to require things of you you don't have. He's only going to ask for what he's given you. He's going to say, hey, this is what you're responsible for. And the second truth is this. Number one, obviously, we're responsible for what we have. The second thing is this. There is an unbreakable link between how we spend our life on earth and our time on eternity. I said this. There's an unbreakable link between how we spend our life on earth and our life in eternity. And so it, it is just this link that God has put together because we are going to be judged and we are going to be rewarded. Now, I know that people don't even like the word judge. It used to be that the most popular verse that the world knew is for God so loved the world. Now, the most popular verse that everybody seems to know is thou shalt not judge. They got that one ready to roll. Huh? And they use it frequently. But the truth is we're all going to be judged. Listen, Christians are going to be judged. We're not going to be judged for the sin. We're going to be judged for our works. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 says our works are going to pass through the fire. And God is going to look at the things that we've done, and he's going to say, hey, this is good. This went through the fire. This is precious metal. This is gold. But I want you to know this. This over here, this is wood. This is hay. This is stubble. This didn't make it. You did it from an improper motive. You did it because you wanted to. You spent your life on your own self. Huh? And so that doesn't count. You posted about it. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> that's for social media people. Anyway, so... So, so I rewind that tape. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that. But we're going to have to make sure that, that we know that we give an account of our life. We give an account of our life. And so we're, we're, there's this link. How we spend our life on earth is, is how we're going to spend our life in eternity. You see the, this unbreakable link. That's why that bumper sticker that says, I'm spending my grandchildren's inheritance, my children's inheritance, I hate that. I hate that. On RVs, you know, they'll put, I spend all my money on me. Why don't you just put that? Spending everything I want on me. You know what I mean? The truth is, is that we can enjoy our lives. You can take great vacations. Vacation like you're a millionaire. Just pay cash for it. You see what I'm saying? Enjoy the things that God has given you. But when he asks, did you hear me? When he says, I'd like some time here. When he says, I want you to give this. When he says, I want you to be faithful over here. When he says, you've got some talent in this area, now go do this with it. He is the supply and source of everything. And when he asks, we respond. Yeah. 
Amen? And what I find is, is God never just takes and takes and takes. God is a giver, giver, giver. Amen? God just pours out and pours out and pours out and keeps pouring out. And when you're faithful over everything that he gives you, guess what? The guy with $5 million that turned into $10 million, he ended up with what? $11 million. How did that happen? I don't know how it happened. God just keeps giving. Amen? That's the kind of God that we serve. So there's this unbreakable link, and then the third one is this. We're going to give an account of the resources our source has given us. We're going to give an account of the resources our source has given us, right? And the beauty of that story, as I mentioned a while ago, is, is that we don't know how much time we have. Can I just say this to everybody here today? Everybody of any age, I want you to know this. We are all on limited time. Now, if you're over a certain age, whatever age you want to call it, you know it. Life is flying by. The kids were just in diapers, and now they're getting married. Come on now. It's just like that. It just goes like that. We're all on limited time. And I don't know how much time I have left. My goal is to do almost everybody in here's funeral. That's my goal. I want to say so many good things about you. I've got such good things to say about you that I need to live a long time so that I could say all those wonderful things, all right? But the truth is, is the Bible teaches us that we don't know when tomorrow we're going to be called to heaven. We don't know the end of our days. We can only live in the here and now. And one day, one day, I will stand before God, and I will give an account of my life. And he will judge me according to what he has given me. I'm responsible for that. And I want to hear these words. Here's what I want to hear. Well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do today, because it's Thanksgiving week, and I know at some point you're going to sit down at the table this week, and I hope you're going to eat way too much, way too much, okay? And it's okay. Go for it, all right? You have my blessing. Go for it. You have my permission. Eat too much. But would you just take some time, and not just on Thanksgiving, but every day of your life, to say, you know what? Everything I have comes from God. He's the source of it all. I don't supply for my three kids and my wife, and and God's blessed me so richly. God's blessed me so abundantly. I just consider myself mega blessed. But I look at it and go, you know, it wasn't me. It's not the talent. It's not the the fact that I was able to build something. It was not the the fact that I was able to, to do something. It's not because I'm so talented, so smart, any of that stuff. It is simply the blessing of God in my life. And I'm gonna ask Pastor Mark to come and you joined us on Facebook, uh, joined us on social media, thank you for being a part of today's service. Thanks for joining us, and thank you to our Grace family who have been generously giving in to this ministry. For more information about our church, please visit gogracechapel.com and give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram with the same handle at gogracechapel. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.